enjoying the show? You can help others find it and enjoy it too by giving us a five-star rating or review. If you feel like reaching out to us with a question or comment, you can send us an email at mywifetherd at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit our website at mywifethedietitian.com, as well as our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Enjoy the show. It's Rob and Sandra from My Wife the Dietitian, and this is Nutrition Nuggets. Hello, Rob. Hello, Sandra. Nutrition Nuggets. Today we're talking all about what foods to not eat at breakfast. Okay. Because I think we did one all about intermittent fasting and the importance of breaking the fast. But there's about 15 different foods that we're going to talk about today that are really not great for breakfast. You know what I think is interesting when it comes to breakfast, and you'll notice this especially at at your standard kind of old school breakfast kind of restaurant, the menu has about six things on it. Like there's not this huge variety of breakfast foods. You've got your eggs and bacon and then omelets and then pancakes and French toast and, you know, maybe a fruit cup or porridge or something. But other than that, that's kind of your options. Wow. I never thought of it like that. And it's the same at home. You've got cereal, you've got eggs and bacon if you have time and you want to be fancy. And then I don't know what else you eat for breakfast. That's kind of what people think, right? Maybe toast and jam or something, but... It's one of those times, like the eating times, when there just doesn't seem to be traditionally a lot of options. Hmm. But there could be. Well, th- yeah, there is. There They're is. Just, th- it just isn't. Yeah, I don't know why. It's weird. It's just not traditional, I guess. And and that's the thing. Like, we're going to start with one, like, donut croissants and leftover desserts. Or leftover pizza. Right? Well, actually... <laughs> I know I'm throwing a curveball at you, you already. You totally are. Because, you know, number 15 is, and I'm going to just skip right to that, is basically having something in the morning is better than not eating breakfast and better than skipping. But if you're eating day after day after day a donut for breakfast, that is not helpful for no. your for your health. No bueno. No bueno. So that's number one, donut, croissant, leftover desserts, um, frozen waffles, eggos, and pancakes are mm-hmm. not great either. They're, uh, why is that? Because they're full of white flour. Yeah, they're just, there's just not a lot of nutrition there, right, mm-hmm. to start your day. And breakfast is a good time to get some protein and some fiber because it's hard to we're all deficient in fiber. We're not getting what we need for women, 25 grams a day. For men, about 35 grams a day. And breakfast is a good opportunity to get some good fiber and protein mm-hmm. and vitamins and minerals. I guess if you're making your own pancakes, you can make like some deluxe healthier totally. pancakes. But just the the kind out of the, you know, you pour the powder stuff out of the box. That kind probably isn't normally going to be as healthy as what you can do yourself. If you make it from home, it's better than the kind that you buy frozen that if they're just the white variety. Yeah. You can't get frozen pancakes, though. Or maybe you can. I don't know. But you're meaning waffles, I think, right? Eggo waffles or whatever brand they're... Yeah. And pancakes and waffles frozen. Yeah, exactly. They're usually they're the be, white flour. Yeah, and, they're all the same thing anyway. And just like super plain. And remember we talk about a balanced meal. And the plate ratio and yeah. what's in there. Mm-hmm. So what? there's like half the plate is 
oh, vegetables, vegetables or fruits. Yeah. So there's no, none of that with your Eggo waffle breakfast is where <laughs> you're going. If it's just an Eggo waffle and nothing else or yeah. just that and butter. Mm-hmm. And that actually goes to the next one, toast and butter. Yeah. Yeah. Same deal. Same deal. It's just, it's not balanced at all. And if you're just running out the door and having toast and butter, I get you're busy, but try to put a little bit more thought into it. Like what would you do if you're just having toast? Well, you could add some peanut butter. Yeah. But that's really sticky. So then you'd have to put something like salsa on it. Because <laughs> salsa is a better better option than jam because jam's just sugar, flavored sugar, really. It's funny. Actually, the the peanut butter is on a list. Uh, the sweetened peanut butter is kind of a not a good or not butter. It does stick to your toast better, though. The healthy peanut butters get all drippy and then you're all covered in it. So if you're going out the door to work, it's probably not the best option anyway, from a practical standpoint. Because it'll just be, you'll be covered in peanut butter. be dripping <laughs> down your chin and down your tie and on your skirt. And yeah, there's other options. Right. Yes. Okay. The next one, and this is going to, people will be like, what? Instant oats. Oh, we've talked about this before. Yeah. We're not meaning like Rob's oats, the kind that I make. No, they're instant. The kind of, the in, they're pre-flavored. Like packaged. The, yeah. Yeah. Instant oatmeal. Because it's full of sugar. The traditional brands, the big name brands are, yeah, they're really low fiber and they get a ton of uh, sugars and sweeteners mm-hmm. to make it taste good. So yeah. they're instant. So anything that's instant is convenient is usually ultra processed. Yeah. And the quick oats that I eat, uh, which are, as far as I know, they're available everywhere. There's they're nothing fancy. They're just called quick oats or minute oats. Same deal. I mean, that's the beauty of the the little packages is it's you want something that you can just throw in a bowl, add water and eat it. This is the same thing. And you can sweeten it with fruit with I put raisins in mine, which had a bit of sweetness to it. So you can get the benefit and the, the like the it can be quick, mm-hmm. but you can do it in a healthier way easily. Yeah, exactly. Next one is double double. That's a Canadian thing. That's the that's the Tim Hortons coffee shop. Double, double, double cream, double sugar. That's some people's breakfast. And a, and maybe a donut or a muffin. They think, oh, it's a blueberry muffin. It's healthy. I used to think that too. Mm-hmm. But it isn't. Mm-hmm. That's you know? actually, did I say muffin yet? Because the store-bought muffins or like the drive-through muffins typically are like mini cakes. Oh, yeah. Just look at look at the, um, the label on a pack of store-bought muffins. You'll be blown away how much fat is in there. And probably sugar as well. Yeah, it's they're not they're not healthy at all. Yeah, well, I mean they're, they're you probably get a bit of fiber, but they're loaded with all sorts of other things too that aren't good for you. So and the portion? Well, they're massive. Yeah, the, the, it's funny, you know, like the Costco ones are getting like bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like a little cake. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was like a big cake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and again, so it's just if we're doing this day after day. This is like you are what you eat, right? You are what you eat. So mm-hmm. so the coffee for breakfast, coffee's okay, right? But if that's all you have, then that's that's an issue. Yeah, and if you're loading it up with sweeteners and cream, not great either. Just like extra extra sugars, extra everything, extra right? Extra calories, yeah. Yeah, we all need to reduce how much added sugar we're having in the day because most of us are way over what we should be eating in terms of sugar. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that in a previous episode, all about the amount of sugar 
Yeah, I'm thinking we should do that again. I had a few questions about that the other day that maybe we can do a, another episode on sort of where the added sugar in, in foods is and what to look for. Because you hear that all the time. It's kind of a trending kind of diet thing. Mm. Well, a health thing, I guess. But uh, a lot of people don't understand really what that means. So mm-hmm. like, like I'm not eating any sugar this month. Like, what does that mean exactly? So that can be something we get into in another episode because I think it's... It's good information. Yeah, because actually that's another one is uh, flavored yogurt. So a cup of flavored yogurt, if, if that's all you're having in the morning, like one of those little cups mm-hmm. or like a, you know. Yeah, a little cup, a little yogurt cup thing, right? Yeah. And if it's flavored. Right. Then you're getting less of the actual yogurt and more of the sugar and the sweeteners and the flavorings. Exactly. So again, plain yogurt is a better Way to go. We've talked all about different yogurts in the past with the uh, Greek. Remember, we've talked about Greek versus Icelandic yogurt? Exactly. Yeah. And you know what actually comes after that is the store-bought smoothies. Oh, like the the uh, the ones in a little bottle or something? And yeah, it's kind of like a fancy chocolate milk. Yeah. And it's called a smoothie. And why do you think that store-bought smoothies aren't great? Uh, well, they're probably got tons of sugar in them again, right? And they're 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 using the word smoothie to make it sound like it's a healthy thing. Yes, like a, a, it's a like home, the health halo. A homemade smoothies can be healthy. Oh but yeah, like all one, of these things homemade are great. Yeah, yeah, but the one in the store is isn't. It's got yeah. high fructose corn syrup too, so it's Ooh. got the it's another ultra processed food that's got a ton of it's a sweetened beverage pretty much, and there's probably some extra. They put protein and some nutrients in there, but again, it's not homemade. So you wonder what actually is in this. Mm -hmm. And they'll probably put those like eight grams of protein and big letters on the front of it. So you think, oh, okay, there's my protein. I need my protein for breakfast. There we go. And if it needs a label, it's trying to sell you. Exactly. Yeah. Just uh, be wary. Back to the coffee too. We didn't talk about, or unless it's coming up, but the big, huge, like fancy coffees you get that are so big and filling that you don't have room for anything else until like lunchtime. Yeah. I think people use them actually to reduce their appetite. Like I think you're right. Of, yeah. Because yeah, it, it's the caffeine, it gets them going in the morning, then they don't have to eat. And it's kind of like, well, I'm intermittent fasting, but it's all just bad. It's like really not a good idea. Mm-hmm. It's not a healthful way to live. Where you're, especially if it's the double-double, it's like loaded with sugars and sweeteners and flavorings and all that. Exactly. Breakfast sandwiches is the next one. Mm. Store-bought. So what, describe what that means. What's a breakfast sandwich? Like a, like an egg kind of bacon yeah. sandwich kind of thing? You know, like the McMuffin and that kind of thing, but like store-bought in like freezer section. It's great. It's it's so tasty. But why do you think they're not healthy? In the freezer section, really? And then you'd what microwave it? I don't know if I've ever seen those. Loaded with sodium and fat and lots of extra flavorings and oh, preservatives. For sure, I would think. I don't, I can't imagine why I would want to buy a frozen sandwich. Well, because people love going, you know, they yeah, love the no, drive-through and then it's like, oh, it's, you know, my egg McMuffin or the, those sandwiches, they're yeah. so like handy, easy. You feel like, oh good. They're like everything I need in that sandwich. But really there's very little fiber. 
It's probably white bread. Yeah, exactly. And it's so high, like lots of sodium, lots of fat, and just not great, like not a great choice for breakfast day after day. Yeah. And once again, I mean, reading the label will tell you all this stuff. Like when you're shopping, you know, that's why it's so important to read the label because some of these things that you think are healthy, you just throw it in your cart. Oh yeah, these are good for me. I, you know, these are good. And, but if you look at the label, which I've done many times, I used to buy stuff all the time that I thought like flavored yogurt, for instance, I used to think, oh, it's yogurt. It's good for me. And then I I looked at the label. I'm like, oh my God, there's so much sugar in here. It's crazy. I know. I know. And you know, I think a lot of times our kids drive our buying decisions and I get it because it's just easier but at the same time, if it's in your house, it's going to be eaten and you're setting the tone for nutrition and health in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these are that's why we're doing this episode, because I see it over and over again, how, oh, well, my kids eat the Eggos, I don't, or, oh, they eat the, the sugary cereals, but we don't really. But the kids are the next generation and the kids, we need to be instilling some healthy foods and healthy boundaries around eating so that it's not just the kids driving the buying decisions. The adults should be making those decisions. Exactly. And it's for the health of the family. And like I said, all foods fit. You can have these sometimes, but if it's a regular daily breakfast that you're eating or your kids are eating, that's not setting them up for healthy habits or good nutrition for thinking clearly, for good brain health, for good gut health. It's all the same discussion about prevention of chronic disease and to, you know, if we want to age backwards or have a a younger biological clock, it's all part of it. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're almost done here. So I mentioned the sugary cereals. So the cereals that if it has less than four grams of fiber per serving, which is usually a cup. Sometimes it's like three quarters of a cup, depending on the cereal. And another rule of thumb, if it has more grams of sugar than fiber, just keep it on the shelf. Yeah. And once again, fresh fruit is a way to sweeten because kids love the sugary cereals because they're sugary and sweet. They taste good. But you can take something like Cheerios, just plain Cheerios and throw some fruit in it, throw, throw some strawberries or, you know, berries or something to, to sweeten it and get them used to that. And yeah, maybe even add some uh, all bran or bran flakes or ground flaxseed or hemp hearts or, you know, some sort of addition that brings the fiber up. In the kids' cereal? Yeah. Okay. I'd be curious to see how that goes over. They'll be like, oh, there was all this floaty stuff. <laughs> There's floaty bits in the milk. I'm not eating it. Right? Kids are so funny. The things they complain about cracks me up. But anyway, yeah, you can try. Throw some chia in there, see how that goes. <laughs> well, chia pudding's great, eh? No, I get that kids love that. Well, if you put it with water the night before, mm. and then you can add it to your smoothies or add it to the cereal. Okay, next one. Um, granola bar or like a breakfast bar? A breakfast bar. So again, a lot of them don't have much fiber or protein. So it's kind of just like a glorified candy bar almost to start your day. And a lot of them taste like that. There are healthy ones, but no one likes them because they're healthy. They eat all the ones that are covered in chocolate and icing and 
And then, then there's the ones that say yogurt, something or other on them, but it's just like icing. Yeah. It's so sweet. It's not and... actually yogurt. That, no. I mean, it's powdered yogurt. It doesn't have any probiotics or it doesn't mm. have the same health benefits as yeah. yogurt. Yeah. So another one on the list is bacon and sausage. Oh, classic. Yes. Well, bacon and, well, with eggs, no? Or just bacon and sausage? Well. As, a, as part of whatever your breakfast is? The eggs? Aren't so bad. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. They're great. Gotcha. They're an okay breakfast. Right. I would suggest if you have eggs to have something that has some fiber in there. So a whole grain toast or a whole wheat wrap. So pair your eggs with something that has some fiber. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have eggs. Or throw some veggies in the pan and make it a big like scramble. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There we go. Yeah. But with bacon and sausage, why do you think that's on the list? Well, it's just, it's just like little grease sticks. They're delicious. I mean, I love bacon and sausage, but I don't eat it very often because they're just super greasy. I mean, you can tell looking at how much grease comes off of them while you're cooking them. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Yeah. And just, you know, including those regularly, you are increasing your risk of colon cancer, of pancreatic cancer. It's so not good for your cardiovascular health and... Yeah, it's the ultra, it's the processed meats are just use them in um, maybe just special occasions, kind of the way we eat candy. You know, we don't eat candy all the time. It's not always in the grocery cart. Mm-hmm. Um, same kind of thing with sausage and yeah, bacon. It's not a staple. It's more like a, um, a topping. Or, yeah, like, like a, a, a it, treat once in a while. Yeah. But yeah, it's really like I always say all foods fit. But again, if you're doing it over and over and this is your staple, you're going to pay for it later in life. It's just yeah. not a good thing to start your day off, no. bacon and sausage. No. And I know with the paleo diet and the keto diet, there's a lot more people eating those processed meats as a way to start their day. And I know it's just not healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny how things like bacon and butter have become like healthy and and okay to eat now because some diet says that it's okay to eat this extra fat but i think there's there's other forms of fat you should be eating if you're uh if you're on those diets yeah the phyto fats so plant fats exactly the avocado and nuts and seeds and getting your fats in different ways uh the nut butters and the chia seeds and hemp hearts those types of fats are great but Mm. uh we talked to someone the other day and they're like Oh yeah, we we ate this big bag of chips, but that's okay because we're on the keto diet and we're allowed to eat that. I'm like, what? That, that doesn't sound healthy <laughs> at all. It just like, yeah, it was funny. Anyway, and the last one, a cup of juice. Cup of juice. So that's a classic as well. Yeah. But we've discussed that before. How juice is one of those health halo kind of things, right? If you're going to make a cup of orange juice from oranges you squeeze how many oranges to make a cup of juice oh many 12 well eight maybe 13 yeah and each orange you think has a about the sugar cube amount of sugar natural sugar it's still natural people say well it's natural sugar but it's still a lot for yeah one glass you're getting a ton of sugar yeah and then you don't use the pulp or anything like it's there's no fiber so it's not the greatest way to start the morning well and i think a lot of people think oh that's my fruit right i'll have a cup of juice that's that's good for me 
or the store-bought smoothie back to that. Oh man. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's not the same as fruit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Better to have fruit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's about it. Is that all you got? That was like 12 to 15. We lost track, but <laughs> it's 12 to 15 things you shouldn't eat at breakfast. Did we lose track? No, I don't know. I think... Did, didn't, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. So that is it for this week's installment of Nutrition Nuggets. Hopefully that was helpful for everyone and you learned a few tips. If you want some more information on nutrition, all things nutrition, check out the website. There's tons of stuff there. We're adding things there all the time. Great blog articles, uh, guest writers, all sorts of interesting things there. So you can find all of that at mywifethedietitian.com. If you have questions about the show or just in general for us, uh, things you want to know, ideas for the show, that sort of thing, feel free to reach out to us through our email. That is mywifetherd at gmail.com. We love hearing from everyone. You can also find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. You can also reach out to us through those platforms if you want to do that. Give us a like, uh, subscribe, thumbs up, hearts, smiley faces, all those things. We like all of them. We love hearing anything you have to say for us. It's just good feedback. Helps us keep things moving forward here. And on that note, we also like ratings and reviews. Most platforms will have some way to rate and review the show. So uh, try to do that for us if you can. It's, it's super helpful. And as always, we appreciate everything that you do. We appreciate you listening every week. We appreciate the feedback we do get from you and the, the comments, the emails, all that sort of stuff. We, we love it all. So keep it coming. And that is it for this week. We will be back next Monday with a full episode. So stick with us and we will talk to you then. Thanks for joining us today on My Wife the Dietitian. If you like what you heard, don't be shy. Leave us a comment or review and be sure to share our podcast with your friends. If you'd like to hear more, hit that subscribe button. You can also follow us on our social media pages for updates, episode trailers, and other odds and ends. For more info and links on what we discussed on today's episode, check the show notes. We'll be back next week with another informative and fun-filled episode. 